2: Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Ricky. Good evening to you, sir, and how are you?
1: Good evening. Doing well, doing well. Just so, before we started really, um, if there's any kind of break and feed, if there's any sort of tech issues, it's because we've had a bit of a quote-unquote, storm over here.
2: So, my Wi-Fi's been kind of playing up all day, apparently. Or, if there are any connection issues, it's because Brexit has collapsed the country. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Before, with positive news instead, a little reminder to everyone that if you want to get your hands on some over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling to a streaming device of your choice, you can go to powerslam.tv... And put in the promo code social Suplex, caps lock, all the one word, uh, and you'll get a free months worth of that content. And then it's so many dollars after that, I can't remember how many it is off the top of my head. Not much though. I mean, I can't imagine you're going to go over 4,000 a
1: month anyway. You can. It's a good deal.
2: Uh-huh. It is a good deal. And,
1: and while we're sharing some news, I'll share some news as well. Just to let people know, Scotland voted to remain.
2: When was this?
1: For Brexit, talking about since we had the Brexit little thing. Uh huh. All right,
2: uh. back in the day. Huck's sake. Uh, so, this is our first episode back since we did the first round of the Quiz Time Invitational last week. I would say it was a reasonable success. It seemed to go down well with the the fan base. Some tweaks I would like to add but that's um, for the managers' meeting off-air, so we'll get to that another time. But because we were doing... Oh,
1: sorry, or we, what we could just do is we could have the managers' meeting
2: on-air. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Um, before we do that, though... No, not before we do that. Because of that, it seems like we've missed a lot of content over the last couple of weeks, so obviously we'll be talking about Fastlane, but... A heck of a lot has happened that we haven't addressed on air and there is enough to fill four hours' worth of podcast time. But knowing us, naturally, we'll forget half of it and spend five hours talking about how amazing Joe Coffee is instead.
1: Five weeks and counting until I get to see him again.
2: Yep. Do you think he'll say, All right, Ricky, how you doing, pal?
1: No, but I'd imagine half the audience are going to be singing Celtic songs. <laughs>
2: Probably. Right, so, well we start with Fastlane then and just see where that takes us because there will be many long and winding roads tonight. So let's get, let's get tore in. Let's start. What were your views on Fastlane overall?
1: Um, so, quick rundown. I enjoyed the Shield versus whatever you want to call that team. Yep. Um, the SmackDown uh, title match, really enjoyed that as well. Um, the Fatal Four was also an excellent watch. I did enjoy the SmackDown tag title match as well. Say uh, Charlotte and Becky, that you know, it's more so what happened, uh-huh. like was, you know. You so wouldn't the have match. It, set, it wasn't a match. You, you know, wouldn't so, have
2: been able to get a good match out of that, with what yeah. the story was all about.
1: Yep. So, and we got what we expected to get. Um, so yeah, overall, I thought like I, I enjoy. I really enjoyed four of the matches. Mm-hmm. I thought three of those four were were extremely good, um, with some real oh my goodness kind of moments, like you know. Uh, um, Kind of putting your hands in front of your face, um, kind of moments. Um, overall, yeah, it was it was a good pay per view. Um, Cause normally sometimes you kind of just want to get through that the middle period between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. We don't expect too much to happen. Now, granted, I don't think anything happened that no anyone didn't expect, but mm-hmm. it was still a kind of it was still a good it was a fun show.
2: Yes, you touched on the US title match, the Fatal Fourway and I had to re-watch that just before we started tonight because I felt as if I didn't really... The time that I watched the, the pay-per-views, I'm in and, out, in and out of the house doing stuff, getting ready for work, so I didn't pay that much attention to it, so I watched it back, and it was good, as you say, very high octane, some really good moves in there. The problem for me with this one is, and... Let's not take anything away from Samoa Joe because he has long overdue um, some recognition in the form of a title. But this rivalry between Almas and Mysterio, for me, this is screaming out for a title to be on the line between those two. And I think that so much so that the match that was that happened on Sunday, Samoa Joe and our Truth were basically they were props, they were toys that Samoa uh, that. Andre Andrade and Mysterio used quite literally to wrestle each other. It was, it reminds me of, see when people have someone else on their shoulder and the person on top is fighting. Like a pillow fight. That's what it was like literally at some points. It's as if they were just there to literally prop them up, give them a bigger platform to show what they can do with the, the double hurricanes the, just the general sequencing of it all. So I don't know, it seems like there's so many people in that mid-card scene in SmackDown, who are so intertwined with one another that the only road I can see them going down is that the US title match will be the one that gets the ladder match at WrestleMania for, let me see, Andrade, Mysterio, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, do you know, maybe Ali could be in the picture for that one?
1: Because he's still got some kind of Business to be dealt with with Joe.
2: Ali? Yeah,
1: you know, so yep. Yep. We've had a kind of back and forth prior to Ali getting injured. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think, I know a lot of people are speculating it could be Joe versus Cena. I just don't think, you know, we've got what, three Smackdowns left? I just don't think that's long enough to build that that match. No. They- we can build it but not not the way it, it deserves. hmm So yeah, I could see them go down that route where it could be I don't think it'll be a fatal four Like you said, it could be a ladder match where there's another two uh, two wrestlers involved. Um and I you know, I do agree with you what you're saying that um Rain and Raddy like It'd be nice if there was a because I think that would kind of be the cherry top. Um, but I could watch Andrade and, and Ray wrestle you know, um, for the entire six hours that WrestleMania is going to be on, or <laughs> eight hours, or how long it's going to be.
2: It feels like it will be eight hours now with the amount of rumoured matches for the card. And
1: in the fairness, the, the pre show is what, two hours? Mm-hmm. And the show itself is going to be what, between five and maybe five and a half? Maybe maybe close at about five ten, which is kind of a norm now. So it doesn't bother me too much. Um, but yeah, yeah, this looks like it will be the multi-man match um,
2: if they go down that road. Because we don't know with the Tommaso Ciampa neck injury, there's an open door in the, for the NXT title. So could the be could that be the ladder match at WrestleMania weekend? don't know what's going to happen there
1: i don't think anything happening on nxt is going to be a, a like we can't do this on wrestlemania like it's just something completely different i don't think whatever they do on nxt is just completely separate to what they're going to do on wrestlemania so i don't think it would bother them to do Maybe. two or two or three or however multiple matches of and women um so yeah, I could I could maybe see them doing that in NXT, but I'm also uh, I think that's the route they're probably going to go down with the US title. Um, partly because, like I say, it's just not enough time for Joe versus Cena. Like it's, that's a, that's a big big match, so you kind of need to flesh that out a little, and rather rather than trying to fit everything in the space of three weeks. Uh
2: yeah, my reservations about Cena aside, a match. Like that with Samoa Joe needs time to breathe because you need the promo battles for that one for sure and they've not got much time left to do that.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's what would build the match. You can't just suddenly a couple of weeks of SmackDown expect everyone to be completely hyped for it. You know, I think I think the intriguing part of the thing a lot of people will be looking forward to is the back and forth on the mic. Mm -hmm. So. In, in, in the end of the day like, it's not even three weeks it's going to be two weeks really because Joe's in that gauntlet match next week yes. so you
0: know
1: to, you are, so you are only looking at two Smackdowns and that's nowhere near it's enough not, time it, I so think, I think they are going to
2: go down the multi-man route while, it, while it's up in the air whether they will do that I think it's less up in the air that it will be Joe Cena because as you say there's just not enough time at the moment well, I'll touch on the, that gauntlet match later but um, you'd mentioned Ali there as well for what he did on Sunday night I was worried that that was going to be an absolute disaster feeding him to the wolves and uh Vince McMahon had promised the fans that Kofi would be in the triple threat match and then he wasn't and then Ali comes out to a dead crowd a potentially hostile crowd but definitely a dead one, and it's a testament to him that he was he put his body on the line literally, in a num- num- number of occasions to win that crowd back over. And Ali's used to fighting in front of dead crowds; he's done it for years now, so it's not something he's it's alien to him. But with that booking of that match, not that match as such, the whole thing with Kofi was that was that necessary? What they did to him throughout that pay per view?
1: Was it. I think. I think it was a case of the quote unquote the authority or whoever kind of wanting them maybe to check him in place and let him know that we don't really care what other people want. And we're not, you know, at the end of the day, I says my decision you know um, I own the place so I don't think it was necessary as such but I can I think I can kind of have an idea of why they were trying to do it which because you know then led to the Smackdown um, segment with Vince which then led to the Gauntlet match getting announced
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so I don't think it was necessary I don't think you needed to do that but I think it it, but what they were hoping for is maybe for to gal to to generate more support for Kofi or or keep that buzz going and and I don't think it was a case of we just want to knock him down one or two uh, pegs just for the sake of doing it. I think there might have been a reason behind it. Um, I don't know, play. Like, I I'm not. I'm on the fence on it you know mm-hmm. it's not something that
2: I'm overly I'm overly bothered
1: about it's because I've, I don't even know if I want Kofi to win it at WrestleMania anyway right I think that's so down to it, I think because of how great Daniel Bryan is doing right now so I oh, don't get it wrong like, if Kofi wins it's a great great moment you know, but I'm I'm thinking you know Daniel Bryan is arguably the best thing in WWE at the moment uh huh so, well
2: that's what the mania is usually used for for the, the ultimate victory that, that underdog victory to overcome the odds so while I do agree that Daniel Bryan is one of the best entities going at the moment he's got to be toppled at some point
1: he does and if it is Kofi I don't expect it to be a, a long title reign mm. maybe defend it one maximum two people views. I don't see him having it up until SummerSlam um Yeah but so like I says, I think he wins a Gotham match next week and I do think he goes on and wins it at WrestleMania. Um Yeah. And just to sort of touch on your uh Mustafa Ali <clears throat> I don't think there was ever uh was ever a chance that the crowd are going to turn on him. But, um
2: it was just such an odd atmosphere.
1: It was, it was. Paul, um, well, because it was kind of like, oh, right, okay, mister ali Fali's been added to the, into this, and as much as I love him, you're like, why? <laughs> oh. You know, it was like, not, not in a negative way, and like not in a bad way, I mean, like just like, oh, okay, it doesn't really make sense, but okay, let's go along with it, because he's such a great wrestler. Um, So yeah, like I said, I think he's so over with the crowd and he's genuinely so well liked that people aren't going to turn on him or hijack his moments or his segments and and turn against him. I think he's that universally loved by people because I think people just genuinely realise that you've got a, a proper guy.
2: Yeah. See, with my booking hat on, maybe Ali was involved, included in that match so as to eat the pin, basically so that Daniel Bryan can still win the match, so that Kevin Owens still looks strong by not being pinned. Uh, it gains sympathy for all involved, especially Kofi. But it's just... Uh, what's that phrase? A king, a king's role is to simply rule and rule simply at like that. And with Vince McMahon being the king... Is he doing that so well? There's been murmurs of people saying that the storylines are too convoluted at this time of year. My response to that is, if you've got a brain, then surely you can follow it. But even then, is this all necessary? But could that actually be feeding into Vince McMahon, the character, who's just... I mean, we knew from the offset that we are the authority was a load of shit, basically. And Vince's just doing whatever decision he wants he's kind of losing the plot a wee bit on screen as well so maybe that's just feeding into that perhaps, I don't know what you think about that
1: I think when you talk about uh, the storylines being too convoluted um, and your response is to what do you have a brain or people who don't follow it don't have a brain
2: it's just a lot of people I, are saying they're confused. I, just I pay agree. attention.
1: I would agree. And I think that kind of ties into <clears throat> modern day society, 21st century, 2019 as a whole, that a lot of people's attention span doesn't really last very long and they don't want to overly think things and they just kind of want stuff right there in front of them and, and they want it now and you know, they don't kind of want to see, like, allow things to develop, and they don't, like, you know, I, for me, I don't find many of them too overly convoluted, and I know a lot of people say that about Becky, Charlotte, and Rhonda. and I'm sure we'll touch on to that later, but no, like, I don't, not for me, I feel like, like he says, if you just kind of watch it and pay attention, like, you'll understand where they're kind of going with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there should always be that element of where are they going? Like, what is going on? What are they doing? Like, what is the end game? Because nobody wants in a storyline, no matter if it's wrestling or just like a, a television program you're watching. Nobody wants a storyline. It's it's blatantly obvious where they're going. Uh-huh. You kind of want to you kind of want to be led there as opposed to walking there on your own.
2: One of the complaints that have been levied in previous WrestleManias is, is that it's too predictable. Well, this is the answer to it. You have to. Be left guessing. And, keep yourself on your toes.
1: And look at look at this, right? We're going to have a WrestleMania that's going to have Seth versus Brock. Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda. And potentially Daniel Bryan versus Kofi, right? hmm Now, in years past, right, we would have looked at certain matches and be like, no, we know who's going to win this, this and this, right? But out of those three, can you honestly say that we are going to see three new champions?
2: Um, oh, oh, well, I've, I'm convinced that Brock will retain.
1: <laughs> there maybe will, but, like, you know, a lot of people are looking like, wow, we could see three new champions, but I think the real, the realistic thing is that we're probably only going to see two. At most. And the funniest thing would be, <laughs> is if the person who retained, it's Ronda
2: <laughs> Or, or if, if it is three, but it's Charlotte that wins.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like just to go back, touch on it. Storyline wise, no, I don't find them too convoluted. I think the Becky with a limp and an injured leg and stuff. It, oh God! You know that I feel like those kind of storylines only has so much legs before it kind of like no pun really, intended. Come on, you know. Um, and I know that's what's going to happen at the Wrestlemania and it's going to be like as well, soon as she wins look at that she'll win it on one leg and it's like you know at no point has Becky ever been the underdog in the last six months
2: no not once
1: um fine you could say at the Royal Rumble where she was hurt quote unquote kayfabe hurt but I don't know, like, yeah, touching on a storyline-wise, no, I don't find them too convoluted I feel like you can get to A from A to B a lot quicker rather than going off on all these tangents mm-hmm. sometimes a tangent is necessary because um, at the end of the day, how do you how do you make a storyline last for the better part better part of two and a half months without adding one or two wrinkles into it mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: and then the other thing, like I say, is going back to Mustafa Ali you know, like the show he put on, you know, some of the bumps oh my he was God.
2: taking, the, the
1: final one into the ring, Barrier. It was just no hesitation, flying back, not even a care in the world. Um, So happy to see Kevin Owens back.
2: Who nearly so died as happy. well.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, and like I said earlier on, Daniel Bryan is arguably the best thing going on in WWE at the moment.
2: I would say that too. It's definitely the most engaging naturally, organically engaging and with Ali, the 450 splash onto the apron the avalanche tornado DDT onto the floor I mean, I have seen him carry out these moves on 205 Live but a lot of people haven't so it will be fresh to them and the, the crossbody at the end when he turned round and was met with a knee to the face oh, see the how you, you see those gifs out there, the Grand Theft Auto wasted gif <laughs> Someone needs to make a wasted gif of Ali getting smashed in the face with Brian's knee. That was that was something else fantastic.
1: Well uh, that'll, that'll be Richie's job because he made up that Stevie, that Stevie Ray gif.
2: I never saw that one.
1: The one with the, the fire.
2: Right. Remember the, the gif of the NXT UK takeover the tag team title match, and it was James Drake doing the suicide dive.
1: Vaguely,
2: really. Suicide. Not sure if I came across it. He did suicide dive onto Tyler Bate who was on someone's shoulders, and it was a wasted gift that came from it, and it was just oh, <laughs> perfect. But anyway, we're going off on one. The what that, what was great about that match, and you'll know where I'm going with this. What was great about all the multi-person matches? The, tag, the raw tag match which I thought was quite enjoyable the, the shield match, the triple threat match, the fatal four way match organised chaos yep Org- WWE does organised chaos so well, it's a joy to watch and what I really liked about the shield match is the shield guys as a unit that organised chaos looks less organised and it feels more like an, an actual scrap and you yep. really had that sense, there was a moment where there were just around the timekeeping area, and there were spears and super kicks all over the place. But it looked as if it wasn't rehearsed. If that makes sense, it was just a a frenzied mess, which is what yep. the Shield do best. Um,
1: and <clears throat> since we're talking about the Shield match, we are not avid fans of Baron Corbin.
2: Oh no no
1: but what we are is we're truthful and we'll hold our hands up and we'll give we'll give prop we'll give people the due where they deserve it and I'll say it I thought Baron Corbin during that match was excellent I thought he'd more than play his part and see that like I know people have spoken about it and we've spoken about it on our Facebook and our <clears throat> what's that group with the edge boys and Rob just when Baron Corbin at that moment went in character and he realises that he's on his own and he's surrounded by the shield you know like I, I take my hat off to him like I said a couple of months ago I said some real negative things about him which I, which I believed but I'll take my hat off to him and say you know I was impressed with him last night uh, sorry on Sunday night and I feel he was too green when initially came up way too green he had he, he had those two epic moves that he had, um, and and that's all he kind of had. Those a period where because they kept touching on his amateur background, uh, boxing background, it was a period that that's all he would kind of do, and it's just like this is kind of getting old. But like, I'm not saying I'm not I'm a, I'm a Corbin fan or anything. I'm just saying I was impressed with him on Sunday, um, you know and. I take my hat off to him like I say I'll he more than play his part
2: well for me one passable performance out of many does not a decent wrestler make so I'm still not I'm not on the club oh, and... I'm,
1: I'm not i am not I've not done like a full like turn on him or anything the way I've done with Brock I'm just saying like you know we're going to criticise guys right? but at the same time we're going to give guys some credit when they deserve it and he I thought his performance deserves some praise
2: his end of days and his deep six are two of the most explosive moves in all of WWE I will give him that and I have given him that since NXT the rest of it though vacuous
1: end of days is like when it's hit beautifully it
2: was one of the prettiest finishers around. Remember the... When Chad Gable... In the NXT Respect yep. pay-per-view? Uh, yep. Chad Gable was tilt whirling all over the place. That was... That was the best end of days I've ever seen. I remember I kept going on about that for days. You did. <laughs> um, I'm not... still. I'm still not sold on it. I am sold on Drew McIntyre, though. It's, a, it's unfair... For me... That he's lumped with those two guys because the performance he put on against Dean Ambrose on Monday night was brutal. Yep. The the visual of him Claymore kicking Dean Ambrose's head through the stair guard stair rail thing and the stair the stair rail coming out of its hinges star making stuff. I don't think we need to say too much
1: about Drew because I think people already know how we feel about him.
2: Just get that accent changed, please. <laughs> uh, I,
1: well, You know what it is? It's just like that. It's like a posh air accent mixed in with the, an American kind of accent.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the Gerard Butler syndrome, where mm. he started his career in Scotland and then he moved closer to the east coast of America and he starts talking like this all the time.
1: I suppose... Like could you imagine Nicky Cross just walking about in America just talking to way we, like you would normally talk?
2: She does <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, Dakota you know, Dakota I can, I can understand understand why he speaks the way he does. It's it's, it's too, too for people to under help, for people to understand him, but on top of that, see when you're somewhere for so long you kind of can't help but picking up that kind of accent.
2: See, to be, in his defence, actually, that's something that I think is going in Joe Hendry's favour. Um, World of Sport, ICW guy, he also had a bit of a run in TNA. And we talked. you talked before about him, you weren't too convinced, but I think he's got enough of everything, just a bit of everything to make him stand out. And one of those things is a very well-enunciated Scottish accent, which the people anywhere outside of Scotland can cl- easily understand, so Drew does have that going for him, it's just hashtag cringe for us because there's no way he spoke like that as a youngster well
1: he doesn't speak like me and you he isn't I mean, <clears throat>
2: he's from Ayr, but so is Gredel.
1: <laughs> I get that, but I also play football, remember I play football every single Monday night with ah, someone who grew up with Drew McIntyre right. and sees Drew McIntyre whenever Drew comes back here.
2: And he speaks the same, doesn't he?
1: And he speaks the exact same. Well, not that with that American twang, twang but, you know, and, like I say, so, he's, like you said, he speaks the exact same way as Drew does. And I think it's just where they've come from down in the air, where it's like that, you know, if it's private school, I have no idea, just, if you want to say it's posh or what, well, I don't know, but I don't mind his accent as much. You know, like it's not great, but we've dedicated you know, I far, can
2: it. we've dedicated far too many minutes to Drew McIntyre's accent when we were talking about Baron Corbin. <laughs> like, I
1: think I think when people listen to the Rick and Climb I think they, they you know we go off in tangents and there's randomness throughout the pod. There is. Well, that's what that's what makes us us.
2: Will we get us back get back on track then? Yep. What match would you like to talk about next?
1: Smackdown tag team match.
2: Oh, Christ. <laughs> okay.
1: The Usos are the best tag team in the WWE. Incorrect.
2: Incorrect, but go on.
1: Incorrect? But you're still thinking it's a revival?
2: No, it's the Grizzles, Young Vets, obviously. <laughs>
1: All right, okay. Um... The, the bit at the end where Shane <coughs> leaps off, and now I can't even remember which it was, so it was, Clyde with him midair, it was just. that was awesome. But to be honest, it's more so what took place after the match. I think everyone felt Miz was going to turn on Shane, and I even said that in my predictions in the Social Suplex uh, prediction um, league. But I also did mention it on this podcast a while back that it could be Shane it turns on him. I'm not a We're not massive Shane fans. We've kind of, we've come to the realisation in accepting that we're forever going to see Shane McMahon at WrestleMania jumping off something. We've come to accept that. Doesn't mean we like it. But I like the dynamics of this match. I much prefer the dynamics of this match than if it was going to be the other way around. Um, I think Shane as a heel is excellent, but I think more so Miz as a pure babyface. For me, I think that can be money. That's got so many legs, and you can keep going with this for a long time. Like... I think the story itself is a guy like well look at that I was a reality star and I came and done something I've never done before and I busted my ass look where I am married got kids do films like you know it's it's, it's a good kind of story um, so i that's the only reason why I'm intrigued in this match because of the dynamics of it.
2: I've got no pro I've got no worries that Shane McMahon will be a good heel. We saw that in the Attitude Era. He can he can be one of the most annoying heels in the game, but at what point did Miz, who was a, a cheating, conniving arsehole towards Daniel Bryan, at what point did he become this insecure, sensitive guy with daddy issues all of a sudden? It just, his journey just does not make sense for me. Where did this turn of events come from? Was it because but, he's become a dad I'll start himself?
1: To remember, it's in Saudi Arabia, in the match he was against. Was it Dolph?
2: Uh but see, see the Miz that we know, the Miz that saw Shane McMahon come in and take the trophy for him, that Miz would hound Shane const- constantly.
1: Fatherhood changes everyone.
2: Didn't change him when he was fighting Daniel Bryan.
1: But it does over time.
2: That's it a, does over time. That should be a t shirt on the Pro Wrestling T's social suplex page. Um <laughs> Fatherhood Changes Everyone.
1: We might be the only fathers on social suplex.
2: Oh I don't know about that. Um
1: See let me see.
2: I don't think that's the case.
1: I don't think it is either, but Oh well.
2: We could uh, we
1: could all we could all all the dads could wear it.
2: We could actually start a Sid Justice fan club and call ourselves fathers for justice. <laughs> <sighs> fuck Right. What were you saying? Sorry.
1: Just uh um it's more so that it's a Miz it's the pure pure baby face this time around and in- you know, we didn't see him. We didn't see him last night, so I'm looking forward to him coming back next week. Hopefully, well, I think I think a lot of people can get on board with it. I think, I say that I, I like it. It's different. We've been so used to seeing Miz as a heel
2: and so used to seeing train as a face.
1: So it's it's just a change up. It's it's nice. I like it.
2: I'm not as invested as you are, but there are other reasons which I'm sure you know what they are. Um, Speaking of that, Link with disdain for old-timers, dinosaurs, part-timers, people who've not been on the show forever still stealing the spotlight. Nia Jax and Termina Snooker destroyed Beth Phoenix. And that was one of the best moments of the show for me. I loved that. Just specifically
1: destroying Beth Phoenix?
2: I'm not going to lie, I can't remember much of the match, the tag match with Sasha and Bailey. it was very forgettable, apart from, by the way, Sasha Banks, you need to stop that meteora, the jumping double knees from the top rope, I can't remember the last time you landed that successfully, it looks awful, stop it, um, but Nia Jackson, and Tamina Snooker, obviously not the greatest of wrestlers, but play to their strengths, Beth Phoenix comes in, and just gets destroyed, and it was fantastic. Get, puts the puts the part timers in their rightful place. But now you know what this means that Beth Phoenix will be involved in a program going forward, and they'll probably go over Naya Jackson and Tamina. Yes, I've I like Beth
1: Phoenix. You
2: know this. Oh oh, so, so do I. So, but and her Royal
1: Rumble, showed that she's still good in the ring.
2: It's. Not I think-
1: I like yeah. There's probably too many part timers, too many older folk, and I know you are talking about there's no stars, but that's not true because there are stars on the current roster.
2: Not to the not to the extent of these stars that are being brought back, though. That's my issue.
1: That's different. though, no, I don't. That's, that's for me, you, you can't compare that. You have to. You, 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 you have compare to compare it, though. Not at this moment in time. Because you're looking at Triple H, who's one of the greatest. You're looking at Batista, who was was awesome, but he's now in Hollywood doing like you know that's it's a different level of star, right there.
2: But um, that's and then if- I
1: think if you look at someone like Beth Phoenix, I can't even as much I love Beth Phoenix, but Charlotte and Becky and Ronda, they're all bigger than her.
2: Okay, I'll give you that one, but see. It's a different level of star, exactly. Those old fogies were given that chance to be a different level of star by being put over at the biggest stages of them all.
1: I get that, but Batista's going on to become an even bigger superstar.
2: Right.
1: So I feel like when when you see Batista coming back or Brock, those are slightly different. Because they went on and achieved bigger success, in my opinion, outside of wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll so, put, I'll put a, spin, a positive spin on it then. I look forward to WrestleMania 40 when all these guys can't even walk anymore and we're left with the actual contemporary talent. I can't wait for that day. Look,
1: it will eventually happen. That's... You know, but uh, like I said, I guess I've kind of, like, got over the fact that they bring part-timers back. Like, for me, there's no point in me constantly angrily tweeting about it or saying stuff about it all the time when it's not going to change. It's not doesn't mean I'm happy with it or anything. I've just come to the, the acceptance that this is what, ha- what they do at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's just another it's one of those things we'll forever agree to disagree on yep. but it's just a lot of a lot of the current roster are labelled as geeks by friends of ours as well and they're going to remain geeks if they're considered afterthoughts on the biggest stages of them all, they're going to remain geeks if the likes of your Rusev's, your Bray Wyatt's are going to be defeated so soundly by John Cena uh, they'll remain geeks forever until they get a real push behind them we saw that Vince McMahon it's it's not even a case of it being a one way street it's very much a two way street because Vince McMahon showed by giving Jander uh, the title for so long that he is willing to push someone it's not a case of I'm really great in the ring so that means I should I should have the promo skills everything to get on top Vince decides as well and Vince needs to rely less.
1: I just want to say that, you know, see this this notion that WWE can't or won't create stars? Who the fuck do you think created Becky Lynch?
2: That's true. They're creating the women stars, but they need to. That's because there's, there aren't that many part-time women floating about.
1: Yeah, but Roman's also a superstar. A legit superstar.
2: N- no, not to the extent of the other guys.
1: As who? As Batista. Cena,
2: Batista, Rock.
1: Right, see when when Roman's 40-something years old, then we can have that debate. Now, you can only compare where Cena, Rock, those two are a kind of an exception, especially the Rock, but guys like Triple H and Batista and Undertaker, etc., etc., you cannot compare current day Batista, sorry, current Roman Reigns to the current Batista, Triple H, Undertaker you'll need to go back to what they were 20 years ago and compare them to what they are now.
2: Roman Reigns will not reach the same level as Undertaker, as Batista, as The Rock. Certainly
1: not as Batista and The Rock if he doesn't do, certainly not The Rock I don't think anyone will.
2: So, that's the point. In
1: terms of superstardom, can he reach what The Undertaker is? No. I think he can. I think outside of wrestling, he definitely can. And he's already started doing movies, he's already been on Nickelodeon, he's already started taking that quote-unquote John Cena path, but my, my point is you can't compare, right, for instance I'll do it in a football way, you can't compare Henrik Larsson at the start of his Celtic career, right to what Jimmy Johnson was in his prime at Celtic because you're not comparing them when they're both at their absolute peak, when, when one guy has had more time to establish himself than the other.
2: But the current wrestlers are at their peak. The current wrestlers have had time to establish themselves, but they're not been given the, the leeway by Vince to you, push through that glass was, ceiling.
1: But your point was, the current stars aren't as big as a star as a modern-day Batista.
2: Because they're not given that chance to be such a star.
1: But my argument is that the modern-day Batista cannot be compared in terms of stardom to a current... Roman Reigns not even Roman someone else if you want right because Batista's gone on and done Hollywood and I feel like you can't compare someone who's, who's went outside of the wrestling business and done stuff to someone who's still very very early on in their wrestling career still in the wrestling business because he's got this whole other audience looking at him as well The
2: there's the, the... There's stuff outside of wrestling's not the issue. Of course, you can't compare them. You can't compare the treatment with which Batista and Taker were given to the treatment because it's just it's not there. Will we move on? I think this is this is something we're we'll probably forever going to
1: disagree
2: on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about how excellent Ronda Rousey is just now. <laughs>
1: Like I says, that wasn't even a match, <clears throat> um, and it's not. It wasn't a problem. Um, you kind of just had to. As what it, it was, what it was. It was kind of similar to Ronda and um, and uh, Ruby Riot at the last pay per view. It was never about a match. It was more so what was taken before, what took place before and after it. And this was the same. This was kind of, let's just get this quote unquote match out of the way so we can do the actual bit that matters. Um, So yeah, triple threat heading into
2: WrestleMania. Looking forward to it. What uh, what Rhonda did on Sunday night made perfect sense and was genius in her part because she wants to make sure that there are as many eyes on her as possible because I'd seen a few people saying this was nonsense booking where she punched Becky.
1: I don't understand why you would say
2: that. She wants to get her hands on
1: both of them. Uh-huh. She wants and to she make She doesn't sure. want... She doesn't want... potential Becky to interfere or taking the eyes... Taking more eyes away from her as well. So I don't understand it.
2: Be- Becky... Sorry. Rhonda wants to... Wait until the biggest night of the year... To hold both of their... Severed heads aloft, basically. Yep. So she wants both of them... And she's willing to just go to town on them. And... A lot of people have been genuinely upset for some reason about Ronda's um, stuff that she's been doing lately. The videos, the tweets about calling wrestling fake. I think that's. <laughs> I, I won't go as far so far as to say that's genius, but she's a super heel right now. As a result.
1: And I suppose, like the argument. Is there that? Do you really want to compromise? I don't know the integrity, or do you want to compromise whatever it is, just for more clicks or more views or more likes? Or is it a cheap way to get healed? Blah blah blah. Um, I, I don't know. Like me personally, does it bother me? But she comes out and says, "No, no, not at all." John, um, so you go.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. What I think. What I can imagine happening is Rhonda's calling this all fake, and it won't look fake when Becky disarms her. at Mania.
1: and, and, that, and the this thing is like, like fine, If you want to get a kayfabe why you want a storyline? Rhonda, you're calling it fake, but so why were you screaming in a, in a locker room when Becky hired you in December? Disarm, disarm December, mm-hmm. like so. If it's fake, why were you screaming? You know, if it's fake, why why do you? take a punch and fall back or take a step back you know like so From like fine I get that but I, it doesn't I know this is a couple of weeks old and like I so said we haven't had a chance to talk nah, about it
2: we've got a lot That's to catch fucking up on bother me no does
1: fucking bother me like do you think really there's a guy walking about this fucking universe with a cape on and a mask on trying to save the world and it comes from Gotham City like do you think someone like that actually exists
2: what gets me is that people are offended about um, Ronda calling this fake when for instance Triple H said on Monday night talking about the security that came down with Batista calling them the guardians of the independent scene mm-hmm. uh, or when everyone's sharing gifs or sharing tweets of you, an independent
1: ask, I'm going to ask you a question right right do you listen to any like, I know the answer to this right obviously <laughs> do you listen to another wrestling podcast say of a a current or retired wrestler yes so when they when say wrestler has another wrestler on and they're sitting talking about their journey and how the book matches and this this and that do you listen to that so
0: Uh
1: austin or jericho or whoever or uh pritchard bruce pritchard or conrad or whoever are talking about behind-the-scenes stuff and how they got this gimmick to go over, how they got this match, how they've done this, blah 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 blah. That doesn't offend you when you're going out your way to go listen to a podcast that 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 tells you what they do. Therefore, showing you that it's fake, but someone coming out in that profession saying it is fake.
2: I'll go one further than that. Um, before I've seen the tweets that people send out of the independent shows where someone throws a fake grenade and the other person catches the invisible... Or you've got the invisible man, uh, Joey Janela's pal, the invisible man, who's died and stuff. It's... You know? What yep. what can you say about that? And then you've got John Cena, who's broke the fourth wall more times than I'd care to remember. You've got John Cena, who's calling out The Rock for having the lines written on his hand. Uh, you've got CM Punk who was lauded as an absolute saviour of the business who broke every wall, every boundary between fiction and reality at that pipe bomb and he was considered a legend. It's yeah. simply because you don't like Ronda Rousey. If you just accept that you don't like her and you play in to the fact that she's offending you in whatever way instead of treating it as if, oh, this is, this is unfair to the business... It will be looked at a lot more healthily than it is.
1: Right, and I and I can get people saying that, like I can understand why people are of, like don't like it. Because in all honesty, if you ask me, is like, in all seriousness, I would rather she never done it, but I couldn't care less that she did. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, by the way, remember how Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega despised one another well, do you remember how they brought out a podcast two days after their match at Wrestle Kingdom? Mm-hmm. And they discussed how they got together and how what they have done with the match. That doesn't offend you, but what she's tweeting out does offend you.
2: I mean, didn't Vince, see after the Montreal Screwjob, didn't Vince McMahon come out and say something? Uh, this is the attitude era, this is, this is stories, but we're going to give you better stories or something
1: and remember Vince McMahon was on trial and told everyone wrestling was predetermined fake and mm-hmm. It's just you, fuck me man just
2: it's purely because people don't like Ronda Rousey and that's fine but don't be so toxic about it but there is there is just, one thing just no need there is oh, one thing by the thing. way just
1: to let people sorry just to let people know by the way just to let you know Game of Thrones is fake just putting it out there right just so people know
2: and also just to let you know the books are better <laughs> i just had to get that in there
1: harry potter's fake lord of the rings is fake there isn't a ring out there that someone needs to take into the mountains and throw it into the volcano and burn it so mankind can live forever
2: oh that would be great if mankind could live forever
1: <laughs> it's just it's nonsense
2: there is one thing about Rhonda though that bothers me yep on Monday night, Rhonda Rousey attacked Dana Brooke and she did the finishing move, Can't know Piper's Pit is called. Rhonda has quite a, a dangerous looking moveset, uh, Arsenal. A lot of the moves she does look quite dangerous and she didn't grip Dana Brooke properly. She grabbed her with her left hand by the shoulder instead of her head. So when she whipped her round, Dana Brooke nearly landed square on her head and that could have been a career ending injury I don't know if, if she's done that before but especially with the disdain the that she's met with just now she'll need to rein in any, any even small mistakes like that because her moveset is so quickly delivered one wrong angle one wrong inch and she could really injure someone and that would not go down well so she needs to watch for that stuff, I don't know if you caught that or not
1: no, I did. I did. And I, I would agree with you. I suppose the only thing I would say is that she's still really, really green. But, yeah, know I agree, I agree, I agree. She's green,
2: but that's her, uh, that's her go-to move. She should have mastered that by now. I know.
1: And I noticed that straight away. And I agree with you. It's just, obviously, you want to keep each other safe. But you're, at the same time, you know, you don't want to keep giving people more ammo. And, exactly. You know, like, see, at the end of the day, like, we've all got our favourites and stuff like that, so... If one of our favourites done that, we kind of try and defend it. And I do like Ronda, but that's one move that she... It's been more than a couple of times that she's not hit that properly.
2: Because, was there not a match against Nikki Bella where she did some sort of... Uh, Death Valley driver off the top rope and it looked... Oh, oh that was so close to being a broken yeah. neck. Yep. Nia Jax as well, I think. It's just... If you're going to say that wrestling's fake... And make sure you don't really injure someone, Ronda. Seriously. Yeah. It'll go so badly for you. Um, what other matches have we not discussed from Fastlane? The Raw Tag match? Yeah, it was a fun match.
1: I expect Ricochet and Black to win it at some point. Mm-hmm. Probably WrestleMania. Speaking of Alistair Black, did you see the him and Lana?
2: Oh, God, I. on Twitter? That was poor. Poor, aye. And it's not poor. from... Well, we know that Lana's like that. Alistair Black, that doesn't even seem to be... Not even with keeping within his character, keeping within him as a person.
1: I think you know, what's probably been overlooked there is that people are talking about how he's body shamed her. Well, Lana, you body shamed him first, referring to all his tattoos and stuff. And It's like, you know, who the fuck are you to say anything about anyone else? Just, I just mean that as, as, as a... As, just as a whole. Well, people can do what the
2: fuck they want to their bodies. And remember the the hypocrisy, so people are calling out Alastair Black for calling Lana plastic, um, plastic, and Becky Lynch called Charlotte plastic on Tuesday night, but Becky Lynch can do no wrong.
1: I mean, we, it probably comes across that we don't
2: like Becky. <laughs> it's not really? even the truth. It's not, it's just the utter bias with which she's...
1: Yep.
2: looked upon yep. as if she's the only one that's been the best thing going in the company but she's got her faults she has her flaws, other people have done stuff just like her and they don't get the same credit that she does no, that
1: says, I
2: do like Becky but the, I like the Raw Tag match, three very different teams, you've got the the guys, the revival that are just wanting to do the tag team wrestling, reviving the tag team scene. You've got Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. They've turned into a very good team. Uh, they're also kind of all about the wrestling, but they've got a bit of flair about them as well. And then you've got Alistair Black and Ricochet who are, I think it's actually one of those rare occasions where someone has been brought up from NXT and the fact that NXT is looked upon better in some circles and the th- people are threatened by that because quite a few people are gunning for Alistair Black and Ricochet at the moment. The, the young upstarts, I don't, don't think Ricochet's that young, but they're the upstarts and they've come in and they've caused a, they've brought a lot of eyes onto them, a lot of appreciation. Their moveset, it's frantic, it's crazy. So people are quite enjoying that. Some of the things you do I mean the the pose where they both bounce off the ropes That literally does nothing To further their moves I, d- <laughs> I thought about that When I saw a gif the other day And I thought there is literally no need to do that at all So it's a bit bizarre But I think more often than not with Ricochet His flippish shit Does have a purpose Just now and again he does things that are just Not needed mm.
1: Yep No, I agree completely
2: um have we missed anything? Randy Alton, AJ Styles? From
1: off, oh, you mean just in general if like it we went from Fastly?
2: Well there is that. The whole thing with Elias was just a shambles, but it was
1: I couldn't care less about Elias anyway.
2: I it's come to the point now where I think I don't care. It's not I I don't even want to boo you, I want to skip what you're doing. But it yeah. it was built up for the payoff with the RKO out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, um, AJ Orton but I just wanted to touch on something from Raw that Kurt Angle's last match is going to be in a few weeks time it is and I know some people are saying who should it be who's it going to be I tweeted out I don't think it's possible but if it is it needs to be Jason Jordan
2: If if he's been off TV this long they won't bring him in for that. They won't risk. Yeah, that. I
1: mean, I, I said I still think he could, but uh, you know, I've, we don't even think the guy, might, the guy might never wrestle again. Who knows? You know, so no idea what's going on there. unless like I, I as my tweet said, it's. I don't think it is possible, and it probably isn't. But if it could be anyone, I would like to see that father versus son.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the passing of the torch.
1: Yep. To, and I know some people have have put out some have sort of some people saying Joe or or Cena or Taker or whoever I'd rather it was someone a younger guy.
2: This one has to be a younger guy, please.
1: I just don't know who it could be. Could be Drew.
2: Well it's kinda of looking like Drew and Roman will lock horns again.
1: Not at WrestleMania I don't think. I don't know actually, I don't even know what they're going to do with Roman at WrestleMania. And since we're speaking about the members of the Shield, like, I have no idea what's going on with Ambrose anymore.
2: It's a work.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> I, still think, I still think it is, but I have no idea where it's going. But, cut, yeah, I would like it to be Jason Jordan if possible. If not, then I think I think it might be true. Uh,
2: yeah, Scott, I'd love it to be a. I'll say this the last time tonight a contemporary superstar, so that they've got in their resume that they beat Kurt Angles in his last match. Obviously, it's Angles' retirement match, so he's going to he'll be staring at the lights at the end of the night, probably on a stretcher. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> uh, give that to someone new, please. I,
1: I agree.
2: Finn, because uh, Finn was just stripped. Basically, he was stripped of that IC title. He did nothing.
1: This also ties into the reports that I saw a while back that Finn could be going to 205.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, they're desperate for people. Um, Sir Sam put out a column last week on Lords of Pain that 205 Live basically needs a complete revamp because it's just... They've got a tournament on the go just now there's some decent matches on the go Buddy Murphy will be at Wrestlemania main event man himself so that's fine but it's just there's just a, a lethargy about it all just now since Ali left they've they've not recovered I
1: also don't think it helps the fact that they've put it back now to Tuesdays I don't think it helps, it's kind of seen like an afterthought. I feel like you could make that into a real real good programme for yourselves if you just put some more effort into it.
2: Without sounding too melodramatic, I'm just going to use a play on words. They literally ripped the heart of 205 Live out of it with Ali, and they've just not got that same... Like s- proper wholesome good guy hero on 205 Live anymore it's not there
1: enter Finn Balor
2: <laughs> I would love it <laughs> Finn Balor and Buddy Murphy yes please
1: yeah um Randy Orton versus AJ I'm I'm here for that most definitely
2: I'll hold my hands up I'll be a hypocrite I'll I'll be up for watching that match
1: and that uh, autumn promo was fucking excellent yes you just know that he loves to say stuff like that because he's got such disdain for the indies and the flips and shit like that mm-hmm. and you know when he's saying this stuff he genuinely means it
2: Uh huh. aye he doesn't he's, it's a, a MAGA fest between those two though <laughs> it
1: really
2: is I wonder if that par- that portion of the Wrestlemania will be sponsored by Gillette <laughs> But I think I, Orton has been motivated. I know that's a term that keeps popping up in relation to him, but I think you know, it's true.
1: I think it is motivated for this one. And, and just because you said MAGA, we came, we, we decided MAGA no, more, no, no longer means what it means.
2: I can't remember what it was.
1: It was make Ascension great again. <laughs> <laughs> were they ever great?
2: <laughs> well, they were they were put over strong in NXT, but I had stopped. I'd only started watching it when uh, they get beat by Hideo Itami and Finn Balor. But that music... Uh,
1: I know,
2: I know. Here you go. Here I go. That music deserves to close out WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: what utter fucking nonsense. <laughs> uh, yep even Um, if it's just
2: remember they used to do the highlight package at the end of Wrestlemania uh, just put the Ascensions music over it
1: um, so final thought from TV this week you know we're going to get an hour of Kofi wrestling next week it's going to be awesome I expect him to win it
2: I expect him to get some help because he's facing Joe he's facing Orton he's facing the bar and Rowan Rowan is that right? So. And each of those guys have people who are gunning for them elsewhere. AJ, Joe's probably got R truth or someone else. The bar have got either The Hardy Boys or Black O'Shea. So they've all got someone that wants to get a piece of them as well. So it might devalue I mean it's it's a bit much to ask Kofi to be every single one of them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. so I can see some shenanigans afoot, not that that's a bad thing, because if it means that Kofi wins at the end of the day, it's going to be a great main event of Smackdown, all for it yeah, definitely, me too looking forward to that,
1: that's going to be a great match
2: I'm trying to think great watch. I'm trying to think if there was anything else on TV that caught my attention but there's nothing off the top of my head mm-hmm. Uh. Dana Brooke, that was a fake Dana Brooke <laughs> that was funny, waking up in the morning and one of the first things you had to say about Raw was that wasn't even the real Dana was it? <laughs> she just
1: looks so different
2: Well she does but I've seen her look so different many times now and I think I know why because bodybuilders can sculpt st- their body how they see fit Um so she's probably done stuff with that, with regards to her face. When Sasha Banks doesn't have makeup on, she looks completely different. It's as if she's. Oh, got I do I
1: don't. I wasn't. I wasn't even getting it. The fact that she didn't have any makeup or not, like less little makeup on.
2: What I mean is, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't trying to like shame her or nothing like
2: that. It's just it's a different person entirely.
1: She she just she just looked really different from what you normally used to see her. But makeup can, says I'm not fucking here to say shit about what people look like. You'd look you'd do what you well, want
2: to do. I'm not talking about how attractive people are, I'm just look at saying that makeup can sculpt a face like weights can sculpt a body. Yep. Oh makeup
1: is just you can do
2: whatever the hell you want with that. Maybe that was Dana Warrior that was out there on Monday night.
1: nah she's old
2: <laughs> that's true that's one word for her an enabler is another right before we get into trouble anything else? I'm sure there's probably a thousand things that we've missed from Fastlane and Raw and Smackdown um, I
1: don't think there's anything I want to touch on now
2: okay will we move on to the quiz then? yep okay let's put some music in now it's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends a
1: fucking WWE quiz
2: okay Ricky your turn for the quiz this week what have you got in store for me tonight yeah I don't have my question propelled I know that you're a liar I am a liar I know you now yep
1: question number one so the first five questions are anagrams
2: oh no
1: of pay-per-views
2: I deserve this don't I
1: so number one
2: will you at least text them to me
1: this first one I don't need to text you okay (laughs) So the first anagram is. <clears throat> anal fest.
2: Oh dear. Is it. Uh, I was trying to think of a joke there and say in your house, but you might get offended.
1: <laughs> For fuck's sake. Fastlane. Correct. Number two. Deal Fly Loud.
2: Deal Fly Loud. And it's a pay per view. Yes. Deal Fly Loud. And it's got a Y in it. Fully loaded. Yep. Number
1: three. Albert Jeff rails
2: as in off the rails yes Albert Jeff rails ok this one looks hard Albert Jeff rails give me a time a clue a time frame of when this would have been
1: Uh, oh god
2: like what era what era uh, it
1: was 2018
2: 2018 yep <laughs> sorry 17 17 17 <sighs> jeez Albert Jeff Rails I'm thinking it can be right, it's not Great Balls of Fire Oh, right, so twenty eighteen, we had Royal Rumble, Fast Lane, Elimination Chamber, Royal Rumble, eh, WrestleMania, Extreme Rules. <sighs> What's the one after Extreme Rules called? Payback. Then there was Backlash or Money in the Bank. You've make it. You've just made that up, haven't you? Yeah, I've just made it up. TLC, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Halloween Havoc. Um, I give up. I pass. I want, I want an answer. I've not got an answer. I th- I'm trying to think. What was in July? Battleground. No, I have First of all, first of all, how are
1: you spelling Jeff?
2: Let's let's clear that up
1: first
2: of all. J
1: E F F
2: Oh G-E-O-F-F. Ah right now that's where the misunderstanding comes from. It's great balls of fire.
1: Yes
2: (laughs) My god we could have been here all night I should I probably should have just
1: texted to you but I couldn't be bothered. Number four I'm alone
2: Pimp. Unstitch. Alone. Pimp. Unstitch. Uh, alone. Pimp.
1: Unstitch. And it's I'd, a... I'd be somewhat surprised if you got this one, but...
2: Let me see. That's a long, very long one. It's not in your house. There's not an in your house in there. Era,
1: era. Um, it was in the early two thousands.
2: Right, so it's not Judgment Day. It's not vengeance. Sorry, t-
1: early the early part of this decade
2: <laughs> No, I didn't watch a lot of it then but you don't care do you oh why would I a Alone pimp unstitch
1: right so I'll give you a clue thank you the, po- the poster of it right
0: mhm
1: On
2: the front of the poster was the world's most powerful man. I didn't know that Donovan Dominic (laughs) Dydrakovic was on a poster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pimp? Pun? Panic at the disco? She made that up? Uh huh. Alone, pimp, unstitch.
1: Nope.
2: Pain. Oh, I think I'm getting somewhere. Was there something pain? No. Here comes the pain? No. <laughs> Alone, pass. And I can't give you an answer, I haven't got one.
1: So the first word, right? hmm. So I'll name stuff to you, right?
2: Word Association?
1: Yep. Edinburgh. London.
2: Capital punishment.
1: Correct. Well done.
2: Edinburgh. Right, next one. Is this the last
1: one? Yeah, last anagram. Oh, God. You've got five. Right,
2: here we go. I'm ready.
1: Bright gag rings.
2: Bright gag rings. Mm. Bright gag rings. can you please give me a time scale a time frame error thing please yeah
1: um, it was the late part of the 2000s and the early part of the yes, decade Yes,
2: bragging rights.
1: Yep. Well done.
2: OK, thank you. Are there more questions? Ah,
1: oh, yes. Question number six.
2: <laughs> you sounded so happy there.
1: <laughs> what was the main event of 2015 Fast Lane and what was the stipulation?
2: Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. The winner would go on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar. Correct.
1: Question number seven. On the same pay-per-view, Rusev defeated John Cena for the U.S. title. How did he beat him?
2: Um. It was a submission match, which means there are no kind of disqualification rules, if that's right, and he booted them in the balls before giving them an accolade.
1: Okay. But what took place once they put them in the accolade?
2: Cena passed out?
1: Correct. Question number
2: 8 Back when Rusev was treated like a star Yes,
1: sure <laughs> Question number 8 In the 2016 Fastlane pay-per-view Roman Reigns defeated who to become the number one contender?
2: He defeated Dean Ambrose in a triple threat with Borok Lesnar
1: <laughs> Correct question number nine you're going for 10
2: out of 10 here I know but I got a bit of help with some of the anagrams
1: that's fine
2: oh I'll take it I'll take it
1: in the 2018 pay-per-view Randy Orton defeated who in the US title match (sighs)
2: Um, Randy Alton was a US champ in 2018? <clears throat> you sure? This is one of those trick questions, isn't it? No, it
1: was a one on one singles match.
2: For the US title?
1: Yep. <laughs>
2: I literally have no recollection of Randy Orton being a US champ in twenty eighteen, but it rings a bell now because did he not recently become a grand slammer? Perhaps, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it
1: was champ, maybe it wasn't, maybe I don't know what I'm
2: talking about. It sounds like it, but I'm going to guess it beat Bobby Roode.
1: Correct. Oh. Remember they had the fatal four way at WrestleMania and gender of all people win it? Oh gender. This is it. Question ten. <laughs> In 2017, Adrian Neville defeated who for the Cruiserweight title in the Cruiserweight title match?
2: Rick Swan. Final answer? Yes.
1: I can't believe you got the 205 one wrong. What? You got it wrong, sir.
2: Ask the question again. Jesus, just close the down? Here we go. Oh, don't In
1: the 2017 Fastlane pay-per-view...
2: Oh, Fastlane. Can I, can I um, re-answer, please?
1: What pay-per-view do you think I'm talking about?
2: No, well, you didn't say Fastlane.
1: Oh, I assume. Sorry, right, On you go.
2: Jack Gallagher.
1: Correct. 10 out of 10.
2: Just... With some loopholes in there. Thank you. It's
1: fine.
2: Uh, right. Sorry, I'm a bit distracted because I'm looking at my phone and the United Kingdom has fallen apart before my very fucking eyes, so I'm a bit, <laughs> a bit worried right now. So anything you want to plug before we go?
1: Um, uh, don't think so. Um...
2: What what did you see on your phone? Just the, the the chat on the WhatsApp group about digestives and then fucking Brexit happening or not happening or God knows what. Brexit means Brexit, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Brexit means
1: Brexit,
2: right? So, I've got a couple of things to plug tonight, if that's all right. Obviously, you know. as per usual, please check out the rest of the sorry.
1: show. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to cut you off. I Actually, do have something to plug? I
2: could have, I could have done, I, the per- I could have done a perfect plug there. And you now could
1: have, but actually, I was actually going to do this at the beginning of the show, but I, for- um, I forgot. Folks, so as you're listening to this, can you all please give my fellow co-host and podcast partner and good friend of mine, Clive, a round of applause? You've made the fine on the, the LOP <laughs> column forum. Doing great stuff. Read every Thank single you. one you've wrote. Thank you very much. Proud sir. of you.
2: Proud of you and I really hope you do win. Yes, I, I was actually going to mention that, but I was going to be a, a gracious competitor and wish my opponent, Samuel Plan from Lords of Pain, the best of luck.
1: We wish you no luck. Right he's a,
2: an internet friend, just in case he's listening he to this. I he
1: is, and I'm assuming he'll get the banner.
2: Uh-huh. Because we've been in trouble before with attacking people online and then having to delete it.
1: Because <sighs> you bitched out.
2: I <laughs> did bitch out in massive fashion. <laughs> but yes, so, the Lords of Pain Columns Tournament, I'm in the final, check me out. On Friday I'll drop the column then. If you want. Uh, you can't have an impact on the decision of who wins, but some retweets would be nice. Apart from that, check out a couple of Lords of Pain columns on the go, the usual two oh five live columns which are also on socialsuplex.com. and I have an ongoing series with the Doc Chad Matthews where we rate like it's like a an updated top ten matches of two o five live throughout twenty nineteen. So one month we'll have the top ten so far. And then the second one that's updated, if that makes sense. What other things have I got working? There is something else I've been asked to do with regards to Lords of Pain, but I will keep that under my hat for the time being until we get closer to the time. With regards to the podcasts, you have us, you have New to the Network, NXT Then Now Forever, hosted by James Boyd, where he looks at an episode of NXT this week and an episode on NXT... This week, five years ago. So it's quite a good, quite a cool wee thing he's doing there where he's comparing and contrasting what the, the show was like back then to now. Uh, that's just started, so make sure you get on the bandwagon for that. You also have One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, All, uh, all Things Elite. That's right, isn't it? I, I wonder if I'm going to say that wrong one week. Grown Men Watch This Shit, and of course, Keeping It Strong Style, hosted by Joshua and Jeremy. Jeremy, who has sent out a video online looking suave as feck um, promoting Suplex Mania, where it'll be a social suplex party, podcasts, quizzes, drinking games, all the stuff that you want at the Hooters right outside Madison Square Gardens on the day of WrestleMania. If you're a, going to be in the vicinity, head along. If you've not got a ticket for WrestleMania, you can watch it there with some social suplex personalities uh, I would, I would pay money to go there.
1: Personalities,
2: they are. Yes, characters. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I it, yeah. all, all those podcasts, rate and review them on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Part of the app that you use, whether it's Google Play, Podbean, Apple, Apple podcasts. See, this would have been perfect if you didn't put me over a few minutes ago.
1: Uh, I'm such a bastard that I wanted to congratulate my friend. <laughs> uh,
2: social Suplex. <laughs> See if I say Social Suplex one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Squared Circle Facebook group. Check us out there. Uh, socialsuplex.com has the podcast, it has the columns. You can subscribe to both to come directly to your email powerslam.tv has the lots of free wrestling for a month with the use of social suplex I've said that again, promo code uh, and we are finally at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook now,
1: in order and shout, shout out to The Edge, the brothers
2: The Edge, shout out to the Why We Watch Why We Watch Took me a minute to remember that one. There, it's a good show. I'd like to go on that one some point soon.
1: Take the
2: hint on. I was meaning to do this a few weeks ago. Do you know how Mags and Bags s- listens to us at twice the speed? Mm-hmm. Well, see if you can listen to us understand this and make sure you can understand what we're saying now. Okay, thanks very much. Goodbye.
1: Was that your
2: joke of the week, or have you just retired that segment altogether? No, I wasn't. I was just seeing if he'd be able to understand what I said. However,
1: Let's see if anyone... Oh, oh, we're still going? Uh-huh. All
2: oh, right. okay, I thought we'd stop recording. <laughs> no. Uh, see in order for him to wrestle his last match, Kurt Angle has to do some cognitive tests to make sure his brain's all right after all the pills he's popped over the years, right? <laughs> Uh, that's not the funny bit, that's actually quite tragic when you think about it
1: i thought talking tragic you're to-
2: laughing <laughs> at it I know, um, but part of the cognitive test was that the doctor showed him three pictures, three similar photographs and he had to guess which one of them was the Hoover Dam so they're all like similar dams and he had to say which one was a Hoover Dam and he said, he looked at it for a minute, the pictures and said oh it's two, it's Dam too.
1: Jeez. Jeez. Rob. <laughs> I don't find that funny. Oh. Right. Take care, folks.
2: Night-night. And we'll speak to you next week when we will probably... The UK, island will have sunk for some reason.
1: No, well, Brexit... Brexit's not... when When is it? 29? Is it
2: 29? Eh... Uh, I, d- I don't know, I hear so many... I think
1: it is. Fuck, payday. Well, We're going to get paid
2: that day. It's worse than the dirt sheets, man. You get so many different bits of information that you don't know what Fucking to believe. Fucking ridiculous. Theresa May is Dave Meltzer, basically. I
1: feel bad for Theresa May. She did not even, want to, leave. She even... She didn't want to leave in the first place. So
2: what the fuck did she take the job for? Right, this is a different... she was
1: basically... No, no, she was, she was given it. You know, it wasn't like it was a general election when she was first brought in. This is uh, It was it was David Cameron's doing. That idiot thought that oh well if I call it people won't do it and that was he thought people would say no. And then it turns out people said yes for whatever reason and now we're fucked.
2: We're fucked. Pray for us.
1: I pray for us indeed.
2: This has been the Ricky and Clive politics show.
1: We to moved to America. Okay. We should
2: but they don't know what digestives are over there. Uh, right. I
1: of not do. It. I of not
2: do. Robbed us. Let us press stop, eh? Right,
1: take care, folks.
2: Night, night. And we'll see you because we're moving to America. Coming to America. <laughs> Thank
0: you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling
2: Podcast.
1: Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.